Good afternoon and welcome to Redneck Radio, the podcast for people who don't have the time or mental energy to figure things out. So sit back, get comfortable, and let me handle the hot topics of the day with my intellectual oven mitts. Let us begin. Straight from his mother's basement, it's the voice of reason, the good word. Possibly the savior of America. It's Thaddeus at Redneck Radio. 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 Now I just want to start by uh, issuing a trigger warning. 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 Ideas and opinions are about to be shared. Some of these opinions may be hostile to your worldviews and dogma. Please turn off this program and immediately seek a safe place where you can curl up in the fetal position and sob gently. Immediately consult the Twitter accounts of any intellectually cloistered liberal media personality until the fear of thinking about things open and honestly subsides. Thank you. This has been a warning. Because I, I've seen recently how sensitive people can be to things, and I, I definitely learned my lesson watching things unfold at that campus in Missouri. So let me just say it right now, right here, that this program contains some things that people might find offensive, such as references to Jesus Christ, hunting, the Bible, America, nationalism, guns, the benefits of self-reliance, the positive impact of capitalism in the world, the Constitution, and freedom. There, you've been warned. So if you continue down this podcast with me, well then just be aware that we may talk about some things that are controversial. But, you know, trigger warnings have always seemed kind of silly to me. Because if you're sensitive to stories about being stabbed because you are stabbed, and I have to tell you before I tell the story that there is a stabbing in the story, well, wouldn't that set you off? I think that maybe it's time for us to get warnings for our trigger warnings. Or wait, I've got an even better idea. Why don't you all just suck it up and realize that the world isn't made of marshmallows and unicorns, and that reality can be a cold, harsh... I mean, I want you to think for a moment about the people who fought in Passchendaele or the Somme or Verdun or anywhere on the Western Front during the First World War. Now, when they came back to society, there was a lot of them who did suffer from PTSD, but they didn't ask people not to talk about dismemberment, disemboweled, explosions, shooting, machine gun nests, Kaiser Reich. They didn't hide from all of these things that they had witnessed. Real true horrors on a massive scale. No, they went on with their lives and built great countries. And I don't see why it is you've got to hide from everything and expect to be great when these men didn't hide from anything and built great things. That was a bit of a rant, but, uh, you know, maybe you can learn something from this and take whatever it is I just said and stuff it up your safe zone. Learn and grow, my friends. Learn and grow. The other day I was watching a coyote hunting video that I came across on the uh, YouTube. And after the video, I, I made the mistake of scrolling down looking at the comments. It was... How do I describe the comment section underneath a hunt video? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to get on the internet right now and look at it because it is madness. I mean, if people were saying these kind of things face to face, it would end in physical violence every time. 
And the arguments that these people are making are just ridiculous, if they're arguing at all. In most places, they're just name-calling and making threats. And the first thing I noticed was all of the homophobic slurs that both sides were making. I would have to say that calling someone a fag or any variation of fag was one of the most popular insults, which uh, in this day and age is kind of amazing. And, and to be honest, I found it far more interesting to read the comments than to watch the video. The video itself was a bit boring, but these, these com- this comment section was just, it was the place to be if you wanted entertainment. Now, the next most entertaining thing about these comments were just, was just the pure level of hate being spewed by people who seemed genuinely horrified by the death of a single coyote. What's fascinating is that these people who probably cried during the video... They didn't even bat an eye, you know, when mentioning the murder of an entire family of humans. But, I mean, you you show them the death of one coyote, and the world is coming to an end, and they're wishing ill will upon anyone who dares to hunt, or especially film their hunt. So I, I wrote down some of the comments, and many of you will be familiar with words like these if you've ever seen an online hunting video. Now, the first uh, the first person that I'm quoting here is named Punk Prince, and he writes... You are so you're so cruel. What happens if someone kill your family members like that? The law of karma will bite you back 100% guaranteed. So I think what Punk Prince is is here is he's he's wishing a curse upon this hunter and his family and he's hoping that the law of karma will bite him back by killing him and his offspring. The next comment was made by Gerard Abate, and he said, If you think slaughtering innocent wildlife is a sport, you be one sick mother. And then he uses an expletive that I do not want to use at this time. So he's calling um, coyote hunting the slaughtering of innocents. Next comment is by Ivor Biggin, and he wrote, Typical American arseholes. Now, here's a sentiment many hunters can understand, and that is that in the world, rednecks tend to be at the lowest end of the social order, and they don't get much respect around the world. They barely get any respect in America, but outside America, I mean, they're considered basically dirt. And the last comment is by a guy named Zignal, and he just wrote, F and a-hole. But, I mean, he used the real words. Uh, I'm not going to use those words here because, you know, maybe a child or two is listening, and I don't want their parents to have to explain what that language means. And I kind of like that insult. It's clear, and it's succinct, and it definitely gets to the point of how he feels about these hunters. So now I have a couple questions for all these haters in the comments section. And my first question is, how did you get to this video? And after reading the title, which clearly states it is a video about hunting coyotes, after reading that title, why did you watch it? Now, I have a theory, and I've been thinking about it for some time, and my theory is that that a lot of these haters actually have a secret love of animal murder. And their comments are evidence of some kind of inner turmoil. They want to see the animals get enslaved, but they hate themselves for wanting to watch these movies. So the comments that they leave reflect their kind of guilty conscience at loving animal gore porn. It's a lot like, you know, Josh Duggar lecturing us about the evils of adultery 
while at the same time checking his Ashley Madison account on his iPhone. And what a lot of these haters don't realize is that they have more in common with the shooter than they do the dog. And what they also don't realize is that these hunters have more experience and appreciation for the coyote than they do. I would be very surprised to find out that any decent percentage of these haters have actually seen a coyote in the wild, whereas the hunter has spent many countless hours watching them, looking at them, studying their behavior, and trying to outsmart them. And what a lot of these people don't understand is that coyotes are very smart, and being a successful coyote hunter can be difficult. And last of all, I just want to point out to all these haters that what these hunters are doing has been recommended by scientists who have done research and written papers on the problems that coyotes cause in the ecosystem. Now, a lot of these people who are leaving these hateful comments seem like the kind of people who would throw science in the face of anyone who tries to argue with them on subjects such as, you know, the Bible or whatever, creation. And yet it's very interesting in telling to see such fans of science suddenly not really care what science has to say when it comes to contradicting their belief or value system. And I wonder if this might not be a learning moment for those people. But I doubt it. I read their comments and they all seem like a bunch of stubborn fools. However, it's not all bad news for these haters because all of you who are shedding tears for the coyote rejoice. Evolution has heard your cries and created a new species of coyote called the koi wolf. Now, the koi wolf, as reported by The Economist, has a mixture of coyote, wolf, and domesticated dog. This means that not only can they hunt in the open grassland, but they can also hunt in the timbers. It's a unique mix of, you know, coyotes and wolves. I don't know why they didn't call it the wolf odie, but they're sticking with the koi wolf. And the koi wolf has grown to a population of millions. And just maybe, if you coyote lovers pray hard enough to Gaia, she might grant the koi wolf enough intelligence to mount a counterattack against all these evil hunters. But when these beasts turn on you, as all wild animals will, and all of the people who could have protected you are dead, just like you wanted, I would not expect to be shown any mercy by the koi wolf. In America, we have a problem with coyotes. That's why we're talking about this. But in Australia, they have a problem with cats, domesticated cats. The Independent has an article about Australia's war on cats and their plan to shoot, trap, poison, and exterminate 2 million cats by 2020. Now, the opening paragraph of the article states that the Australian government has announced plans to cull up to 2 million feral cats by 2020 in a bid to preserve dozens of native species that authorities claim face extinction because of the cat's predatory behavior. I can only imagine the mountain of poisonous vitriol the government of Australia, Australia is about to receive. But animal lovers, beware before casting your die, because according to several people involved with the project, roughly 20 million cats in Australia kill roughly 75 million native animals a day. Australia has one of the worst extinction records in the world, losing about 29 native mammal species since the European arrival. 
It now lists some 1,800 species under threat. It appears, at least in Australia, that cats are doing a job that normally humans do. I can only imagine how torn some animal lovers must be. I mean, they love cats. They love them. They're so cute. Their videos are on the internet, and it's scientifically proven that their videos make people happy. Grumpy Cat even made her owner like millions of dollars. But they are killing 75 million native animals a day. 75 million. In most cases, it's pretty clear to the uh, animal rights activists what side to take. I'm sure they have a simple credo somewhere that says you take the side of the cutest animal. But the problem here is that many of these 1,800 native animals under threat of extinction are themselves very cute. I I can only imagine how conflicted these animal rights people must be. In some cases, for animal activists, you know, the death of an animal is easily justified. For example, they have no qualms poisoning a rat if it's going to interfere with their tapas. But to pronounce a death sentence on two million cats might be difficult. But the alternative is to allow cute animals, like the greater bilby, to disappear forever. So, I mean, they must be so torn here because normally they've got a straight answer. You know, don't kill a coyote because it's cute. Don't kill this. You can kill a rodent because it's ugly as hell. You can kill a mosquito because it's annoying. But don't ever kill anything that's cute. And now they've got a choice between cute and cute. And I can only imagine what kind of mental frustrations they must be experiencing right now. At the end of the article, there is a quote that I want to read to you. And it says, it's very important to emphasize, too. That we don't hate cats, cautioned Andrews, the threatened species commissioner. We just can't tolerate the damage that they're doing anymore to our wildlife. I just, I mean, I just want that to sink in that quote. Because you could use that exact same quote to talk about the killing of coyotes. It's obvious that some coyote hunters really do have a thirst for blood. And I'm not making excuses for them. They are what they are. But for a large portion of the coyote hunters out there, they could use that quote to explain what it is that they do. And what they do has been recommended by scientists and researchers within their states and the federal government as a whole. Now, I could go on and on and on about the hypocrisy of these people in the comments section and all the haters out there. But you know what? There's a lot of people on the internet who do a much better job than me. I'm just glad that you could sit down here for these 15 minutes and listen to me. And I hope that you learned something today. And if you didn't learn anything, well, then I apologize. Um, There's really nothing I can do about that. I definitely can't give you back your time. And I can't give you back the money because you didn't pay anything for this. So just be glad that you got something for free and that to be honest let's be honest with yourself you weren't doing anything anyway so anyway we'll talk next week and follow me on twitter follow me on all of that shit and uh, leave your comments let me know how i can improve this podcast and if you've got any questions you'd like me to answer because i have an ever-expanding intellect and my ability to reach you and to teach you is just you know out of this world and i'd love to be able to do that for you so leave your comments let me know if you've got any questions and i'll get back to you on that and thanks for listening to redneck radio and have a good day